Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We said Happy New Year, Peter. Well, Happy New Year to you guys, too. It's a uh, a heck of a new year, and uh, I mean, things couldn't look better for the Niners to me. I mean, think about it. You got two guys on your team, and probably there are nine, but the two ones that I think of are Christian McCaffrey and Trent Williams, probably McCaffrey more, but these guys are now going to get 20 days, 20 days to heal before they have to play a game that matters, which is really tremendous. I'm just assuming that Williams, as well as McCaffrey, is not going to play, will not play against the Rams, but I don't you guys may know a little bit more about that than I do. Yeah, nothing definitive yet, but the thought is that uh, Kyle Shanahan will sit the majority of the the critical pieces, which leads me to the ultimate question, Peter, the eternal mythology of rest versus rust. What is your venerable experience and your general research told you about the idea of rest versus rust? Well, I think it, depending on what team you look at and when you look at it, um, I always thought it really hurt the Indianapolis Colts <clears throat> in the Peyton Manning era. Uh, Tony Dungy and Bill Polian disagreed. Uh, but the record pointed to a lot of losses early in playoffs when they took time off. Um, and look, I think it depends on your team. You know, I think you, you listen to a guy like Dan Campbell, he sounds like he's going to play his guys, you know, against the Vikings. I mean, I think all coaches look at their team a little bit differently, but I'll just tell you this. If I were John Harbaugh and I had Lamar Jackson, who missed 34% of the snaps in the last two years before this year, and I had a meaningless game against an arch rival, it's meaningful for the arch rival, but not meaningful for me. As much as Lamar Jackson didn't deal well the only time he had the two weeks off before he didn't deal with it well, I I would sit Lamar Jackson this week. And certainly with the 49ers, I hardly think it's going to be an impact at all to a guy like Brock Purdy uh, sitting this week. And I just think you're, you're irreplaceable guys. If I had an extra week, I'd sit him. Uh, Peter King with us here on Willard and Dibbs. Since you brought up his name, uh, Lamar Jackson, and because we've all had this conversation on a weekly basis for the last month and a half, uh, let's find out how the Christmas night game and what's happened since has affected your thought. What is your current thought now on the MVP race? 
Uh, unless something changes drastically this weekend, I'm probably going to vote for Lamar Jackson, number one. Um, I think the fact that over their two most important games of the year down the stretch of this season, one to uh, beat the best team in football handily and the other to beat the team you're fighting for home field, to complete 73% of the passes and have seven touchdowns and no interceptions, and to incorporate a lot of new receivers while you're doing that at the same time. I mean, think about it. Isaiah Likely, Charlie Kolar, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson, I think, has answered all the questions. And look, Brock Purdy picked a bad time to have a very bad game um, against the you know, the, the, it, there are two teams that right now I would say are the Baltimore's a little bit better now because obviously they, they, they faced them and they beat them. But these are the two best teams in football and Lamar Jackson outplayed Purdy a lot in that game. So I think that counts. Does it also count the unlikely, pun intended, weapons that Lamar Jackson has in terms yeah. of how you look at the MVP? The fact that Lamar's doing it with a lesser cast than what Brock Purdy has. I mean, I think it matters. I don't think it's the overriding issue. But, you know, look, when, uh, when Lamar Jackson lost um, Mark Andrews, that was thought to be a gigantic blow with whatever, five or six games left in the season. But since Mark Andrews went down, uh, Isaiah Likely, who was a fourth-round draft pick in, in 22, I wrote about him this week in my column, Isaiah Likely essentially has outplayed statistically anyway Mark Andrews in the first 10 games of the year, more yards per game, uh, you know, more touchdowns percentage per game. So to me, I look at this team and I look at this player and I basically say, this is a guy who has done a lot with lesser players than, uh, than what Brock Purdy is used. So it's a factor. It's not the factor, but it matters. Peter, uh, if you were the 49ers, and I know we don't even know exactly who's in the playoffs yet, uh, but if you were the 49ers, who's the uh, NFC opponent you would rather not see? I think there's a couple of them that, um, that you know, fully healthy would probably bother me the most, okay? One of them is the Rams. Um you know, I think the 49ers are better than the Rams. I'm sure you guys do, too. But the fact is that the 49ers and the Rams have an excellent rivalry. Their coaches know each other exceedingly well. And I don't mean just personally. They know what they do. Each team knows so much about the other team. And so that's why when I look at the Rams, I say on a given day, playing well, I think the Rams could give the 49ers a really good game. I think the one other team that would bother me a little bit, a little bit because of a fear of the unknown, is Detroit. And I think Detroit has a lot of weaponry 
probably more than any other team other than the 49ers. Look at all the receivers. One to five, one to six, really. They're dangerous at receiver. Jameer Gibbs has come in as a rookie, and nobody's really been able to stop him here in the second half of the season. I don't know. I, I think I think Detroit and the Rams are the two teams that would worry me a little bit. And obviously, I mean, Dallas will come in spitting nails, and they will, if if they had to come in, they would they would really want to correct the maladies of the last 12 months. But I don't know if they can. I think the 49ers have their number right now. I didn't hear Philadelphia from you, Peter, and I, I'm going to be honest with you. I stole from you, Peter. I stole from your article, your stat about KC and Philly, a combined 2-8 and eight in December. Is the bloom officially off the rose for the Chiefs and the Eagles? I don't know so much about the Eagles because, or the, the Chiefs because I think if you watch the Chiefs play when Isaiah Pacheco... Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Is running it the way he can. He now becomes a big, big problem trying to stop. <clears throat> and I still think that even though Mahomes is not getting his, his receivers are not doing him any favors. I still think Mahomes is obviously any game he plays, he's trouble. Whereas in Philadelphia, they just, they look like a cooked team. I watched a lot of their game against Arizona. And here's, here's the one stat about this team. I mean, this is a team that early in the year I thought had the best defensive depth of any team in football. And they are now 30th in the NFL, 30th in third down rate uh, on defense. I mean, that's, that's awful. They're, they, they are just, they cannot get off the field. The other thing that would really bother me defensively about the Eagles, I mean, think about it. The Giants and the Cardinals, both in the lower quadrant, in the, in the bottom quartile of teams in the NFL on offense right now. And they got 51 points 
combined against the Eagles in the two second halves. Both games at the link. This team, I think, needs to reboot in the offseason. I don't think they're going to create much of an issue for anybody this, this January. I'd be surprised. We're talking with Peter King, and Insider Calls are brought to you by Old Spice Gentleman's Blend Body Wash, providing exfoliation plus 24-7 moisturization because men have skin, too. Peter, go back to Christmas night just because we haven't had a chance to really download since then. Like, is there a matchup issue there, do, do you think, or was it kind of circumstantial? Like, if the Niners have to face Baltimore again, um, what, what, what would you think? You know, it's funny. This was maybe a month ago. I was talking to Kevin Stefanski when the Browns were on their run they, that they're still on. And he was talking to me about about the, his division, different players, all that stuff. And one of the things he said to me was, Kyle Hamilton is kind of like Victor Wembenyama. Or I'm, I'm, I'm probably mispronouncing his name. <clears throat> but right. he said... You nailed it. He said... He, he he is his whole his whole point was that if you look at him, he's all arms and legs, and he's all athleticism, and he makes plays above your head. He makes plays on the ground. He's a great tackler, um, and I think that night, uh, I think he was a problem uh, for the Forty ers Obviously, and look, I'm never a very big proponent of of looking at a team like, for instance, the Niners in this case, and looking at a team when that team plays a lousy game. And, 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 and also, I'm not a big proponent of fluky turnovers. You know, like uh, two of those interceptions were kind of fluky. They just were, two of the four interceptions. But, again... It was not a good game for Brock Purdy, and when he had to make a play to try to come back, he couldn't do it. So the matchup issues for me, okay, they are all about the linebackers, Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen, and about uh, the safeties. I think their corners are good. They're a little banged up right now. Um, but I think I think the problems I would say – are the physical sideline-to-sideline linebackers, sort of like Warner and Greenlaw, and a safety who I think is on the verge of big, big stardom in Kyle Hamilton. Which of the Harbaugh brothers is having a better year? <laughs> well, it looks like Jim is going to win a national championship, doesn't it? I mean, it, it they must be favored going into that game against Washington. I think by four, four and a half, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was saying to somebody today how how incredible it is. I think the one thing, one of the things I, I understand yet hate about our business is, you know, in the middle of December, you already had everybody telling us, everybody that okay, Caleb Williams, maybe Drake Moy, those Drake, those are the guys uh, who are going to be one of those two guys going to be the first pick. The other guy will probably be the second or third pick and all that stuff. I mean, watch Michael Penix. I think this guy is special, and he's been special for a long time. He's had a tremendous amount of college football experience. Penix, Knicks, uh, these guys, I, I'm, I, think, I think it's a dangerous 
sport right now to try to forecast who's the best quarterback like right now. Really study. Put the tape on for every single game of all these guys and then make a choice. If I were if I were Ryan Poles, you know, I'd probably hang on to fields unless I felt one of those guys is Joe Burrow. And I think what I don't like is sort of pre-scouting, you know, and pre-drafting guys when you got four months before the draft. Give it time. Nobody ha- nobody has to be right on January 2nd or 3rd. And that's why I think, I don't know, you know, who's going to be the best one of those guys, but I think it's kind of foolish to try to predict right now who definitely is going to be the best guy. Peter, you know, you, you mentioned some of the 49ers who may sit this weekend, and, and Purdy is certainly uh, potentially among those. So that means he's ready to head on into his second playoff run. And and he's looked so good from the moment he, he came onto the field. I think some people have had a hard time sort of quantifying his improvement. How would you compare Purdy on the way into the playoffs last year with this Brock Purdy? You know, the one thing I think he does significantly better right now is layering his throws, is throwing over the first line of defense and making the throw almost perfect. And that's the one thing that I think he's really improved a lot. I mean, Kyle Shanahan would certainly be able to answer that question a lot better than I would. But just from watching the games, I think some of the throws he's made, you know, six inches above fingertips, uh, of other guys, you know, of defenders, in my opinion, that is that has been his biggest improvement. Looking at the offense in totality, with uh, 20 days off, as you were mentioning, do you see any defense in the NFC that could be a matchup problem for what the 49ers can do with Kittle and Ayuk and Debo and McCaffrey? I don't see one unless, unless, let, let me go back to Dallas for a second. I think Dallas has the ability with the pass rush that it has to make life uncomfortable for Brock Purdy. But the last time they played, they didn't. And that was a healthy team that came into Santa Clara. So if they play now, It'll be three games in Santa Clara in 52 weeks or 53 weeks. And, you know, I don't know. They certainly were better on defense in the first one. But, but to me, I think that defense would have to play monumentally better uh, in January than it did in October. Peter King with us here on Willard and Dibs as he is every single week throughout the football season on 95-7 the game. Peter, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're so deep in the uh, 49er weeds, but I definitely want to ask you about last Saturday night. Well, what is your perspective on what went down in Dallas and, and how the league handled that, that finish with the officials? Well, the league handled it by basically burying its head in the sand uh, and it's a reprehensible reaction by the NFL, in my opinion. Uh, you know, week 17 is a week where uh, there are all these games that people care about and they're talking about. I just recorded my podcast today, 
with my my partner Miles Simmons at NBC, and we probably spent twelve minutes of a fifty eight minute podcast talking about an officiating thing that happened three days ago. I, you know, it's just and the NFL just sits there and. You know what they count on? The NFL counts on the next big, bright, shiny object, the next big thing to take our uh, to take our attention off this. And of course, it will take our attention off this because what are you going to do? Cry? You got to move on. But anyway, the NFL does a good job of ignoring what everybody is talking about and should be talking about because it was a terrible job. Now, having said that. I think there are two very specific and very different things that bother me about that. Number one, obviously, I think this is a 65-35 bit of blame. Brad Allen is the 65. He apparently got it wrong when he assumed assumed that number 70 has always been the guy all year for Detroit to report as the extra offensive lineman to be... Uh, to be legal on the line of scrimmage, okay? To be, uh, you know, a legal receiver on the line of scrimmage. Brad Allen assumed, and you know what they say about people who make assumptions. Mm. You know, this is this was a bad assumption, obviously. So, so that's the first thing. But the second thing is that, you know, the Detroit Lions sent three people to Brad Allen to confuse the Dallas Cowboys. Admittedly, Dan Campbell admitted that yesterday. They sent three people to try to confuse the Cowboys. And in the process, they confused Brad Allen. Okay? And and so I blame Brad Allen for getting it wrong, but I don't absolve the Lions of any of the blame here because, look, they clearly, clearly were trying to use the hidden ball trick in this in this thing they tried to do something that maybe you could say it's within the rules but it doesn't seem very sportsmanlike to me and once brad allen announces once he announces number 70 is an eligible receiver pitcher the uh the the, the fourth tackle on their team once he announces that then there is no reason for the dallas cowboys to pay any attention to uh, to the left tackle, Taylor Decker. So when he goes out and catches the ball, you see he's wide open. They wouldn't pay any attention to him because the official never said he was an eligible receiver. Why would you, why would you be covering somebody who's not an eligible receiver? So that's the Lions' fault right there. It's Brad Allen's fault for getting that wrong, but the Lions contributed to it. And to me, the, the last thing I would say, if Brad Allen had said 68 is eligible. Taylor Decker. You know what would have happened? One of those linebackers or a safety for Dallas would have stood right across from Taylor Decker just because they knew at that point that he was eligible and they had to watch him. So that is what I think about it. It's unfortunate. Uh, but And you know what? The NFL could fix it. Mike Florio wrote yesterday that the NFL doesn't plan to do anything about this. What a cop-out. What a bunch of children allowing uh, allowing this ridiculous thing. It could happen again. It could happen again. Somebody could send five linemen to, the, to, to a referee just to try to confuse the other team. 
you know, how do you know who's going to be eligible or ineligible? And the NFL, all they have to say is there's only one person, one person who's allowed to go up to the official and say, I'm reporting eligible. If more than one person do it, it's an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. That's what the NFL should do. Let's see if they do it. Florio writes that they're not going to do it. Uh, cop out by the NFL. Yeah, well said, Peter. And I'm glad that you uh, at least gave some absolution to the official who was clearly confused and not making eye contact with the player who did report. But the fact that they announced it over the loudspeaker and the Lions didn't make the adjustment or call timeout or correct it does make them somewhat complicit as well. Yeah. 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 I want to ask you about Joe Flacco and the inexplicable season he's had. Can you put that into some context as to just how unbelievable his maneuver from couch to contender has been? Well, it's interesting. I talked to him the other day after he played the Jets. And one of the things that he tried to say is that, look, if you're a competent quarterback, and he obviously is, it shouldn't be that hard to throw to an open receiver 15 yards away. And that's what he talked about when I asked him about how he's hit the ground running so well. And I think he's right. They've got good receivers, very good receivers, uh, Elijah Moore has been reborn after leaving the Jets, uh, and he's done a very, very good job. But I think the the quarterback in this case is a veteran presence. He knows what to do with the ball. He's been very smart. He's got an excellent coach and in Kevin Stefanski and a good play caller and, and, a, and a good offensive coordinator in Alex Van Pelt. To me, He's doing what he's supposed to do, all right? And the, other, the one other thing I would say about Flacco that's interesting, uh, he's been great. I'm not going to sit here and say anything bad. However, he has turned the ball over nine times in five games. So, you know, I think what's important to realize is that he's been really, really good. But if he turns it over twice a game in the playoffs, they'll lose a close game. Peter, you uh, you said a few minutes ago the Eagles look like a cooked team, yeah. and uh, you know we're our, our Odyssey station in Philadelphia can't stop taking phone calls today about people who want Sirianni's head. You know how quickly a fan base can can turn, but yeah. but what what's your perspective on on this the the job Sirianni has done and and the state of the Eagles and and where they would go, for instance, if they did lose in round one. I don't know. I mean, it's easy to say, oh, that's ridiculous. He had him in the Super Bowl last year. Uh, I do think he's going to have to make some changes on his coaching staff. Probably he's going to have to overhaul his defense. I doubt he'll be fired, but I can't say for sure that he won't be. Um, If they feel that he's lost control of his team, look what they did with Doug Peterson. They felt like he kind of lost control of a Super Bowl team, too. And Peterson won the Super Bowl. So I, I can't tell. But this is not a time, honestly, to overreact. If you're in Philadelphia, you know you've got an excellent roster. There's a reason why this is happening. Your corners have gotten old before your very eyes. You're going to have to try to spend some money both in the secondary uh, and on the coaching staff, I think, in the off season. And look, they're going to have some holes to fill. There's no question about it. But this is a good team with good players, 
and the last thing they should do is panic. Is it at all connected to the loss of Big Dom, Peter? <laughs> that's that's hilarious to me. Thank you. You know, it's hilarious. It's hilarious <laughs> that somebody just stands on stands on the side stands on the sidelines <laughs> and has a t shirt vending or has a a, a t shirt stand at the link. Uh, that everybody said, oh, my God, they're one in a hundred since Dom hasn't been on the sidelines. Yep. But anyway, yep. I'm not yeah. trying to write your column for you, Peter, but I, yeah, I think there's a connection pretty, here. I got my lead for Sunday. <laughs> there for you Monday, go, Mr. Right? King. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, once again, uh, Happy New Year, Peter. We always love having you, and we're already looking forward to next week. Thanks a lot, guys. Take care. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.